amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome into another edition of the Charlotte 49er Daily Podcast. I'm Bobby Rosensky as we give you the latest of what's going on with Charlotte 49er Athletics. And we are in the busy time of the year. Of course, football still in full swing. We got conference tournaments getting ready to get started with soccer, which we'll give you the update here on that in just a second. Of course, basketball is just around the corner as we are less than a week away from the men opening the season at Halton Arena when they'll take on Maine. So exciting times in 49er athletics right now. And uh, just keep me updated on, on what is happening football-wise first. Got the news yesterday. The next home game against Memphis, that will be a 2 p.m. kick at Jerry Richardson Stadium. It's the annual military appreciation game. Airtime will be 12 for us on the station at 7.30. The game, 97.5 FM with countdown to Charlotte 49er football. Hard to believe as uh, here we are on Halloween that the month of November is upon us. And the Charlotte 49ers have just two more home games with Memphis and with Rice. Of course, we'll be in Tulsa this weekend to take on the Golden Hurricanes. That is a 4 p.m. kick. It will be 2 o'clock airtime here on the station on Saturday in what is a very winnable game for the 49ers. Tulsa coming off that blowout loss to SMU. We'll give you a lot more on that game moving forward this week here on the podcast. We'll hear from head coach Biff Pogey and uh, perhaps the assistants as well today at their weekly press conference, which is scheduled for 1230 over at the football center. By the way, the game against Memphis, which still over a week and a half away, if you're interested, Got four tickets. First one that wants to hit me up on email, Bobby at ESPNCLT.com. We'll hook you up with four tickets for Charlotte and Memphis. Give you a parking pass as well. That is next Saturday, 2 o'clock kick at Jerry Richardson Stadium. So just hit me up, Bobby at ESPNCLT.com. Mentioned the football press conference today. I'll actually have basketball press conferences as well. Following that, us in the media will make our way from Jerry Richardson Stadium over to Halton Arena, and we'll hear from Aaron Fern and Kara Consuegra. I believe a player on each side as well. As that season does get going next week, it'll be very interesting, and uh, stay tuned here to the pod this week. We'll try to give you some audio from what transpires today on the basketball side, and we'll have ticket giveaways here on the podcast as well, even courtside tickets. So stay tuned for that opportunity, perhaps against Maine next week, and uh, definitely 
definitely some games here as we get rolling uh, throughout the month of November and December. Uh, soccer news today. The Charlotte 49er women's soccer team going to be taking on East Carolina in the AAC quarterfinals, a rematch of a game they actually just played last Thursday, which going into it, ECU, if they would have won, had a chance to be the one seed, but the Niners were able to go to Greenville, something we seem to be good at here this month, going to Greenville and winning, and they knocked off ECU by a score of 3-1. to one. So they actually dropped the Pirates down to the fourth seed, and Charlotte ended up being the fifth seed here in their first AAC season. So they will play each other again this game down in Florida, and it gets started actually at 1.30 here this afternoon. So if you're listening to this podcast later in the day, I'm sure you can check out Charlotte 49ers social media and find out whether the Niners were able to pick up the win and advance in the tournament. If they do win, they would take on the winner of Memphis in UAB in the first semifinal. That would be on Thursday at 4 o'clock. But Got to take care of business today first, and that is a 1.30 game, I believe, on ESPN Plus as well if you want to check it out this afternoon. couple of honors, by the way, for a couple of 49er women's soccer team players. Tash Hudson named first team All-American Athletic Conference, while Peyton Patrick picked up second team honors. So congratulations to both of those players. Those awards announced yesterday as the Niners start conference tournament play today down in Florida. All right, getting into some football conversation. As we hit this stretch run for the Niners with four games left, Tulsa this weekend, then home against Memphis, home against Rice, and then they'll conclude the regular season on the road when they take on South Florida. Now, I I think on paper, looking at those schedules, those are winnable games. We're going to just based on what the teams have done this year. Memphis would probably be the toughest opponent. I think Rice would be second in that. And you actually look at the two road games – I think is the best opportunities for Charlotte to get some victories here and get some momentum to round out this year. Clearly the momentum not there after what took place Friday at Jerry Richardson Stadium. And number one thing to keep an eye on, we, we know Coach mentioned suspensions. We don't know the players of that and, and how many that is and what impact that will have on the team this weekend. But the one thing we do know just from watching the game Friday and the sound from Coach afterwards with me, and I'll, I'll be intrigued today if he has – any more updates on it with the quarterbacks? And I, I would guess no, based on what you've learned here. And but with all coaches, right? They're not going to give you a whole lot when it comes to injuries. So I, I would think when you look Jalen Jones, you look Trexler IV, and both of them leaving that football game on Saturday, you'll probably get, hey, they're doing their best to get back out there, and we'll see. And I and I get it from the Tulsa side of things. If you're Biff Pogey or Mike Miller, you don't want to give them anything that can help. It's like going into that ECU game. I I think it was fairly obvious that Jalen Jones was going to be the guy in that contest, but the conversation out there that week was, well, you'll see both. You didn't. You you saw Jalen Jones, and that is just game plan management by the Charlotte 49ers. And, again, I think just about – any college football team, NFL team, throw it out there. They're, they're going to go through the same type process here because you want to give the least amount of information to the opposition before that game. But to what Coach told me post game is he thinks they could be out for a bit. All right, well, what's a bit? You know, is it they don't practice Monday, Tuesday, but they're back out there on Wednesday? They miss all week, but they can play Saturday. They done for the year? I don't know. That is where this is completely wide open 
in terms of interpretation of how you want to take how the 49er quarterback situation is going to be. But let's say neither of them can go. Because right now, if they're all healthy, Jalen Jones is the quarterback. If Jones is out, Trexler Ivy is the quarterback if he's good to go. If they're both out, then you're looking at Dom Schaffner, who we've seen play for the 49ers before in the past, and Micah Bowens, the transfer quarterback. Technically, Dom a transfer as well as he transferred out, but then back in here to the program. They made the decision in the fourth quarter after Trexler went down, and it was a third and long that they put Bowens out there. He ended up getting sacked on that play. After a touchdown for FAU, and there's about two minutes to go in the game, they did go with Dom for that final drive, and he would lead the team down the field, get all the way down to the two-yard line, and that's where that drive would eventually come to an end as the clock expired as Dom was trying to run into the end zone. Made a, made a nice play here. So in terms, do you take it? Hey, they went with Micah, the one play. Then the game was over and said, hey, all right, Dom, you go out there and get an opportunity. Now Schaffner moved the football down the field. He's obviously played a little bit more. Do you, do you go with him? I don't know if it's a competition this week. It'll be fascinating to see who would get that guy and whether Coach will reveal anything today during the press conference. I will say, obviously, seeing Dom Schaffner more than one pass from, from Michael Bauer, one pass attempt. He got sacked on the play, so he didn't even get it out there. Schaffner seemed like, with that one drive, when we look at Jalen Jones and we look at Trexler Ivy, kind of a combination of them two, right? Jalen, we look at as the running type quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, Carolina Panthers, excuse me, for the Charlotte 49ers. For Trexler Ivy, he's the dropback, but you're not seeing Trexler Ivy run the option or anything like that. So for Schaffner, I thought we saw maybe a combination of that, of he used his legs when he needed to, but he also was willing to make the throw downfield. So do you get a combo of what those two guys do and then try to lead it here with Dom Schaffner and maybe you get the best of both worlds for the 49ers here. At least you are taking on a defense that's coming off an extremely rough game against SMU where Tulsa gave up 69 points. And we'll dive more into Tulsa as the week goes on here. But this is a team that they have their own issues right, right now. And both teams, to me, are probably staring at each other like, hey, this this is the get-back type game and get some momentum as you go down the stretch here and try to reel off wins. And for both these teams, bowl game is still available. So you don't want to give up on those hopes when they're still there. Let's go back to the year the Niners ended up going to their lone bowl game in the Bahamas Bowl. I believe we were 2-5. and five and then had the stretch of five straight wins to end out the regular season. Is this the same team? No, but it just takes one to try to get that momentum going and, and keeping it going here. And this, to me, is, again, a winnable game as they take on Tulsa. Two other things here when we talk offense for the 49ers. And Biff Pogey, he said this last week, heard him say it last night on Niners Live as well. They're going to be going for it on fourth down. And you can tell he didn't necessarily like love that you have to go for it eight times, right? They went six of eight on fourth downs against FAU. That's a lot of fourth down attempts. And it's the catch-22. It's good that you were converting them. I mean, six of eight, that's a decent percentage 
for Charlotte, and I'm trying to think. Uh, I know one of them they did not convert. It was late first quarter, and it was a – they'd already converted two earlier in the game. Now, they were fourth and ones. This was a fourth and four, but it was at the 44-yard line of FAU. You're down 7-3. Yeah, you could have punted and tried to pin the Owls back, but I don't have any issue with Coach going for it, and I kind of fully expected him to. They ended up running it. Bangda got the carry, and they went to a review to look at it. But the spot was right, and he was just, you know, note card short of picking up the first down for the 49ers. So that, that was one of the fourth downs that the 49ers were not able to convert in this game. But still, six of eight, it's it's good, but you don't want to be in that spot, right? You want to be able to pick up a first down on third down or on second down. And it goes to the bigger story of the Niners and their issues on third downs throughout the season where the third down percentage is very low for Charlotte. And it's tough to be a winning football team when you're not having that success on third down. Do need to give the one shout-out on the tush push that the 49ers ran against FAU on Friday night where Jalen Jones almost busted it for a touchdown. It'll be, I think, a 21-yard run for Jones going up the middle. That was on a fourth and short and was an impressive conversion here. But this team has got to get more going earlier on in the downs of of trying to make some plays. And whether that's to the wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, wherever you want it to go, that's where this offense has to figure out some success. Now, last two games for the 49ers offensively have not been bad to me. They, they've moved the football. Uh, this past game, they rushed for 161 yards. That's third game in the last four with over 150 rushing. You look, Teron Kelman had 83 yards against FAU. Jalen Jones back against ECU had a buck 27 in that game. Shad Bird to go back before that with 92 yards against Navy. So the offense has been moving, but it's the combination, right? Struggling on third downs. You're having to convert on fourth downs. You're just, it's requiring a lot to get from wherever the drive started to try to get to the end zone. So against you know FAU, again, you go back and look at the final numbers, and they're not all that different between the two teams. It's just Charlotte was having to settle for field goals. And give credit Kyle Cunanan, and he did his job, hit all three, 36, 44, 44. That was a great performance for a guy who had not been given the opportunity because he missed, I believe it was at SMU. And then Larson came in and took over for him, and Cunanan had not been back out there since to attempt a field goal. Yet there he is. Goes three for three in the kicking department, and that's a great weapon to have for Charlotte. But when you're playing teams with offenses that can do a little bit more than, say, an ECU, you're going to need to get in that end zone. You can't be settling for field goals, and that's why coach is 100%, hey, I'm going for it on fourth down because if it's a fourth and manageable now, the fourth and four I talked about earlier against FAU, that was at the 44. If it's at the 24-yard line, you probably kick the field goal. You probably take the points. But if it's fourth and one at the 24-yard line, then to me you're going to go for it, and you're going to try to convert. And there is that belief in the defense. And you know, despite the defense not having its best game against FAU, Wester was the star of the game at wide receiver 
for the Owls and what he was able to do. I still think the defense is the strength of this 49er team, and they came into that game against the Owls fourth in the conference. So there, there's a reason to believe it. Every, every team's going to have hiccups when you go on defense or offense. You know, you can, you can have an elite unit. We just saw Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs this past week and score, what, nine points against the Denver Broncos, a Bronco team that gave up 70 a few weeks ago against the Miami Dolphins. It happens. And for the 49er defense, we can look probably two games this year where they'd love to have them back. Georgia State and then this one against FAU. Uh, you know, SMU had some big plays that, that were hurtful in that game. You, you might slide that one as the third out of the games you'd love to have back defensively. But in a college football game in the fourth quarter, it was, what, 31-16? It was a two two-possession game. You take away one of those field goals, add a touchdown, or take away two of those field goals, add touchdowns. All of a sudden, it's a lot more dramatic in the fourth quarter against FAU. So the 49ers have got to figure out a way, and I know Coach Miller has been talking about it. Coach Posey's been talking about it. It's nothing new, right? They're well aware of it, and it's just trying to find the formula that is going to work for this football team to be able to convert on those third downs, and before you get the third down, being successful on first, being successful on second, and making sure this opportunity, this this offense can take advantage of those opportunities. Jalen Jones said it to me after the ECU game. Look, you'd love to have the time of possession, right? It was 41 minutes against the Pirates, and that allowed the defense to fly off the ball and get sacks in the fourth quarter. So you want to have that time of possession, but to make that happen, I think this football team, you make it third and two, I bet money they're going to get the first down. I'll give them two shots at it. That's fine. And then go for it on their own 30-yard line. you got to believe that your football team can pick up one yard to make that happen. But you got to be better on first and second down if that's going to occur for the 49ers. Today should be interesting. We'll hear from Coach whether we get any injury updates on Jalen Jones, Trexler Ivy, Johnny King went down with what to me looked like a serious, potentially season-ending injury for him. Shadrick Bird had the ankle lower leg injury where we was Shad. There's a lot unknown suspensions. Will we find out the players? I know it said no, that we won't in the statement released over the weekend. I would think that probably holds true. And until we step foot on the field Saturday against SMU, uh, we will not know who is not on this trip for the 49ers and playing in this game. So a lot going on football-wise. Basketball press conferences today. Good luck to the women's soccer team as they battle it out in the AAC quarterfinals. It is a lot happening, and it is a great time of the year here on uh, Halloween. Do not give out candy, corn, or any other bad candy, Reese's peanut butter cups. The only thing that you should be giving out. All right, that does it here for another edition of the Daily Charlotte 49er Pod. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.